Thanks for being with us. Bruce Claggett in for Mike. You know, it's been a pretty busy news cycle in the past weekend. You may have missed this story, but it's kind of an important one. As of June 1st, yeah, BC pharmacists are now able to assess patients and even prescribe for 21 minor ailments and even prescribe contraceptives. Of course, in the past, that used to require a visit to the doctor for things like suffering from pink eye to shingles, urinary tract infections, hemorrhoids. All that is a little bit different now, different approach in BC. Let's talk about the whys and how it's, uh, you know, coming down to working in reality now that we're a week in. We talk now with Pinda Jandy, who joins us. Uh, Pindi is the vice president of... Uh, at, Vice President Pharmacist at the BC Pharmacists Association. Let's get that right. Pindi, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me, Bruce. So let's talk a little bit about this change because it's not a small one, but uh, for many people with these described as minor ailments, but they're also kind of common. Uh, What's going on? What was the need? What are we seeing now? Well, this has been many, many years in the making, Uh, You know, as you know, BC pharmacists are the first line um, who are connecting with patients when they come in to get their prescription. So you see the doctor, but when they're actually taking it home and they're getting their therapy, it is actually with, um, through their pharmacist who provides the care. And a lot of pharmacies, as we know, are open late at night and the pharmacist is the one that's available to them um, in conjunction, of course, working with nurse practitioners and physicians. So it's, I'm very, very excited, as you can tell from my voice. It's been many, many years in the making and um, we're super, super excited. It started June 1st and you know what's, and I I have some numbers for you. Yeah, let's hear so them. Just, so just on June 1st, the first day, pharmacists in BC did 1,000 assessments. Wow. 1,000 patients were helped on the very first day. Okay. So, and then, it, yeah, and in terms of top five, so the top five was um, allergies and then urinary tract infection, uh, contraception, pink eye, and then dermatitis or any sort of like a skin, like... Every minor ailment that's been chosen for pharmacists to be able to assess and prescribe on are things that really need immediate use, right? And, and they need immediate care. So it's really challenging to get in to see a physician because as we know, like you said, it's been a very active news cycle speaking about our healthcare system that um, it's been strained. And physicians are, you know, under so much more pressure than they have been before, Oh, and, getting, you know, we've been yeah, getting right? into seeing and, a physician has been extremely difficult, hasn't it? Absolutely. And it's not something that they're doing by choice, right? I mean, it's just what has, you know, happened over the last three years through the course of the pandemic. And it's almost like, you know, it, it's a series of events that have all culminated into this situation that we're at now. And um, pharmacists being able to support and being able to, you know, see patients in a timely manner for these 21 different ailments is going to take the burden off of physicians so that they can see patients who may be more complex. Okay, not that I'm a news guy that likes to see the darker side and look for the question (laughs) about how things are going to work, but I've got to ask uh, this question. Sure. Okay, so now we're cutting down on some of the people going into maybe a walk-in clinic for something that pops up and uh, putting them over to the pharmacist for something that's very, very basic. But I'm now thinking that there might be these huge lines 
and the same staff dealing with more people and longer interfaces with customers uh, in the stores or the pharmacies where they go to. Uh, Were you prepared for that? Is that a reality? And what's being done? Well, they were absolutely prepared. You know, I've spoken with many of my pharmacist colleagues, like who, you know, are working full time in the dispensing um, environment. And, you know, pharmacists, we, you know, we hustle, right? Like we're used to being in that situation of, you know, a patient needs to see us right now. And we will, we will execute within that 20 minutes or half an hour that's needed. So, and we are, you know, multitaskers. We really have been for, you know, since day one of dispensing. And in terms of, yes, I mean, you know, say on the surface, it would seem like, wow, pharmacists are getting so many more things added to their plate. But it's things that we've actually always done all along. And it's now just completing that last step because we've already been trained and are competent in these ailments to know what to prescribe as that first line. Okay, so what is the reaction from uh, your members, from pharmacists? Oh, they're so excited. They are so excited. You know, before it launched, so... Um, right before the June 1st launch, we already had 1,400 pharmacies that were ready and able to, to and they're like, yep, bring it on. We want to see these patients. Yeah, and what about so doctors? very excited. Doctors and you know, nurse practitioners, those who, you, well, I mean, you're taking away some of the work from them. That's good. But uh, are they saying, hey, you know, is there a little bit of tension between their expertise and that of the pharmacists? I don't believe so. You know, I've spoken to some of my farm, um, physician colleagues and, you know, people that I'm lucky enough to call my friends, and they said, no, this is fantastic. Because it, it's always been a collaborative approach between a community pharmacist and the prescribing physician. Because we communicate all the time anyhow, right? And the very first thing that a pharmacist is trained on when we're assessing a patient in general, say someone comes in for cough and cold, you go through a series of questions a pharmacist always knows when to refer. Yeah. And I think, and physicians have that trust in pharmacists the same way we have trust in the physician. It's a very respectful environment. And, you know, all the doctors are like, this is fantastic, Pindi. Because it's not that they don't, the patient is still going to receive the best care possible, right? It's just a matter of, like, I know that word gets used a lot in healthcare, it is triaging. Because the physician is going to be communicated to as to what care was provided to the patient. It's available in a database that physicians have access to. And and there is a follow-up component to it where the the pharmacist would know when to refer. So I think absolutely, I think doctors are, are, I, I think many, 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 especially in primary care, are quite supportive of this endeavor. I'm looking at uh, the initial list of things, and most of these conditions are things that pop up. They're not ongoing, uh, like pink eye, shingles. Uh, as right. you mentioned, the a very large number of these visits are urinary tract infections. Are there mm-hmm. any in there that are chronic that uh, pharmacists are able to deal with? There isn't anything that's chronic per se, but what we would, so say with the urinary tract infection, there's, so with any sort of, like with any medical condition, there's always your first line therapy. You're like, okay, so here's the symptoms that present and here's what we should be giving. And then you look at the patient for what's going to work best. When you go through that first line, but if there's still complications after that first round of say therapy, that's when you, okay, no further testing is needed or they need to get, um, you know, a further assessment. 
And in, in terms of seasonal allergies, so allergies, like it's interesting. We think, oh, it's only during allergy season. But patients who suffer from seasonal allergies, it's every single season. Yeah. Right. So it, it is like they're not going away because you're still the same person. If anything, you may get heightened sensitivity the following year. So it does. It's almost it, like it's a seasonal chronic type of condition, like you could say.